It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. You're listening to BGN Radio. It's the National Football League, you know. I mean, you, you, you make plays or you don't. And, and um, you know, we just keep working. We just keep working every single day and uh, we get ready for, uh, for New York next week. Bleeding Green Nation. What was that? What was that awful seven minutes of football followed by an overtime that just crushed everyone's soul tonight? I am John Barchard. It is BGN Radio number 199. It is 2 o'clock in the morning. That is not a joke. It is 2 o'clock in the morning. So there's emotions going. There's not a lot of sleep here. There's coffee. There's water. Maybe we can get through this together. Uh, but we're going to have to do it just by myself because literally the guy, it's too, everyone is too tired. No one could make it tonight. So it is just going to be me, but I am excited to be here. Maybe we can have a little bit of therapy session and, and talk this out. And I might be talking in circles this entire time. I'm not sure how long I'm going to go. Uh, but regardless of that, just remember that we will be at Dave & Buster's on Tuesday. And we'll be actually at the New Media Studios on Halloween. So this is going to be the emotional part of of the game. This is right after <laughs> everything's gone to shit and we're just we're just going to vent and let everything out. But again, New Media Studios tomorrow night will be live about 9:30. Of course, we'll have a podcast for that Tuesday. Dave and Buster's on Delaware Avenue uh in Philadelphia with me and James and I believe Brandon Lee Gowton is going to be there as well. Uh might as well uh get the positive things out here too. Uh we are one episode away from number 200, which is going to be our preview show coming up so we're trying to get some things uh all planned out uh for that and also if you uh, really like this podcast and uh you haven't reviewed it please go do so uh rate subscribe and uh, five star reviews go a long way on itunes soundcloud stitcher google play wherever you are listening to us that being said that was honestly you know we we, we have argued a lot of the time about Doug Peterson, his ability, was that his worst game? This was, without a doubt, 
Doug Peterson's worst game of his NFL coaching career. I mean, I, I, I've never seen somebody shrink up so bad so quickly. You know, and we're going to get into it because let's just focus on those those seven minutes. I mean, you had you had Dallas on the run there. You know, the first half you weathered the storm and, you, and it, the the tiny storm that it really was. I mean, it was only ten points. You climb back into it. You tie it. Caleb Sturgis. I can't believe how much I believe in Caleb Sturgis hitting a fifty-five yard field goal at the end of the half. Money shot. Awesome, and I'm I'm telling you this because of you know where I'm going to end up going next, and the Eagles they control this thing, the Eagles control this thing from the jump of of quarter number two all the way up until pretty much, you know that they control the game for about a, a quarter and a half almost to a dominant fashion. Dick Prescott did not look good for about a quarter and a half. And and everybody thought, well, this is this is great. The defense is is doing the same things that it always does. It's adjusting really well in the second half. Jim Schwartz is saying, you know what, rookie, you want to beat us, you're going to have to beat us and dial up the blitzes at the right time. You know, you had a lot of the same a lot of the same critiques, especially from me and especially from a lot of the folks that you hear on on WIP and BGN Radio and all over where. You know, at least you were getting Connor Barwin unblocked to rush the passer. You were getting Vinnie Curry in there somehow, even though the four-fifths of the defensive line in the first half played like shit. Awful. Terrible. And the only guy that is still standing there, shining his bright, beautiful muscles, is Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham was, was literally almost every single opportunity that he had making sure that Doug Free got a taste of his ass, and it was great. It was great, and it kept the his pressure kept up all night. Honestly, pay that man, pay that man, and I still can't believe that you're paying, <laughs> you haven't re-upped with him and you signed Vinnie Curry for the amount of money that you did. Just, just so not effective in the way we thought he would be, and for the money that he was going to be. And we'll get into that a little later on too. But you have all these different things going on. You're, you're, you're I don't want to say cruising, but you have a lot of momentum on your side. The fake punt happens, and that's when everything started to kind of change. That's when you know Dallas said, "You know what? Let's just let's just see if we can get something going here." And they did, and I I couldn't believe it. I was already feeling the good feels. I was writing up a bunch of stuff about how important this Eagles victory was, and getting things framed for a really awesome victory podcast, and things that are going through all here. And then that's that's when it started to change. So that happens. They end up scoring there. And then you saw Doug Peterson's balls shrink. I mean, he jumped into the pool and got wet, and there was shrinkage. Big Doug Dick, all the, all that stuff just ended up going away. It ended up going away. It turned into a very conservative football game. And this is the debate that we're going to have for a long time. Everyone's going to come back to, okay, yeah, on, on second and whatever it was, because I'm, I'm too lazy to go look it up right now, you have Josh Huff go and try and throw for a touchdown. You take the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands. You go with a little trickery. You know, it didn't work. And then the next play, next play is, is where we're going to have the argument the entire week. And people are focused, I think, on just the wrong thing here. The argument was, and what I had said at the time, while it was going on and while it happened, you know, when you have a swing pass to <laughs> to Darren Sproles 
and whatever it was, third and eight, and you end up losing yardage because Jason Kelsey, who is an absolute soldier, and as much as we have criticized him a lot throughout uh, the season here, really played through an injury, couldn't get to Sean Lee, right? That's the play call. You have to get to Sean Lee. And he, he obviously doesn't, and he blows up the play, and that supposedly takes them out of field goal range. But your guy just kicked a 55-yard field goal. 55-yard field goal. You're up seven. So, okay, maybe you don't want to go for it there. That's okay. But is there really any difference between going for making it a two-score game right there and, and, and the yardage that, I mean, obviously it's in hindsight, they end up going down and scoring anyway. So who cares? Go 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 get points. Go get you, you know like that's that's what drives me nuts about all of that. You can we can argue about the play call all along. In fact, I'll bring it around to that in just a second, but Jimmy Kemsky asked it in the press conference. <laughs> why weren't why didn't you decide to just kick the field goal there? And Doug's I think Doug's response was basically, uh well, like the, the, we were out of range. We were out of range. You're two yards in from where your field goal kicker just kicked a 55-yarder tonight. I know you probably don't want a chance then. And, yeah, it's it's a tough decision anyway. I think a lot of us maybe decide to punt that away. But in hindsight, that looks terrible. That looks awful. Now, the play call itself, this is where I want to kind of bring it back to tonight. Yes, it wasn't. it's not a great play call. It's not. But it also, the playmakers on this football team – dictate what is happening right now. That's what we argued about the entire year last year. Oh, my God, Chip Kelly is so not creative, and it's so limited, and where are the big plays, and where are all those things? Now, the difference between Doug and Chip here is Chip created his own mess, right? Those are his players trying to do all that stuff. That's his fault. Doug Peterson, that's not his fault. (laughs) Doug Peterson came into this thing going, okay, well, I know at least my system where we dink and dunk and do all that other stuff is is exactly uh, what will fit for the personnel that we have right now. This team cannot go downfield. It will not go downfield the rest of the year unless something dramatic happens, like Torrey Smith being you know traded at the deadline. Is that enough? No, it is not enough. But it is a something. It is a something that happens to this offense that you can go downfield with a guy who can actually do it. And that's that's the problem. The the playmakers dictate the play calls. Sorry. That's that's just how it is. That's 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 you know, Doug would have to scheme his ass off for the rest of the year, which he's going to have to because the offense is limited. You're hearing a ton. You're going to hear it all week, too. Scott Kazmier is is jerking himself off because of the air yards, because 32 completions and 202 yards is the worst football game and Carson Wentz is the worst quarterback in the world. And we continue to do this every single time we ignore, we completely ignore the offense. It is really hard to get anything going when, one, you can't throw anybody to, to downfield, and when you do, they're going to drop the football. It is also incredibly hard to really do anything in a seven-yard space when there's about 27 guys standing in the same spot. That is what the Eagles' offense is right now. You know, it, it's, there's, there's no movement there. You can't, you can't do anything. It is literally just 
Let's get a couple of first downs, and let's get a couple more first downs, and let's see if you can put 12 or 13 plays together. Because that's what was working for a quarter and a half. That's what was working. You know, there was, yeah, I, I mean, like what? There was there, the, the longest shot downfield was that huff play. That was it. So you have to literally do those things to uh, uh, even uh, attempt to get somebody open. You have to do the the college, you know, Henry High School bullshit to make those big plays. And they just they just don't have that in them. Now, it, it, like, I'm not sure what you want Doug to do in that situation. It was, oh, just throw a pass forward. Sure, you can throw a pass forward all you want. Maybe you get two yards or maybe it's an incompletion and then you still kick a field goal, you're at least closer in range. But that's also very contradictory of, of what people are criticizing. They say they got really, really conservative there. That is also a very conservative move. That is a completely conservative, well, at least get the field goal. Then you're going to argue, yeah, well, at least it was situational. You can't have it both ways there. And if they do, let's just say that play never happens. It's an incomplete pass. What the hell are we talking about when it when we can predict that, okay, they kick the field goal there and they win? You know, they, what what says that Dallas doesn't do the same thing, go down there, and now they have to get the – they try and get the ball back, well – they're obviously going to be conservative there. They're going to go three and out, and that still probably gives them a decent amount of time to go kick the field goal and tie the damn thing up and then be there again in overtime, and who knows what happens after that. And I understand where – listen, Darren Sproles is the, was the literally the only thing that continually worked that was red hot. Darren Sproles was awesome tonight. So I understand where Doug is like, just get it into Sproles' hands. Get it into Sproles' hands and move forward. Where I will knock him is, yes, you should know that Jason Kelsey is literally limping. You've known that from the second half on, that he's not 100%. And if it's his job to go out there and block Sean Lee, that's a really bad idea. You know, but I I don't know where else you would go there. So my argument is of why I'm saying, like, you don't know if that field goal determines it. I would rather, I would rather you go for it in that situation. You go for that on third and eight. You yeah. You just go go deep. Then go do something like just just do anything that is there. Go whatever. Try and put it in. <laughs> try and put it downfield. Go for a touchdown. You know, be be more aggressive than that. Don't just think we'll we'll, we'll call this play and we'll settle for the field goal. You know, because again, that is that that's what I don't understand about going back and forth there either. As far as like talking out of both sides of our mouths. Just play for the field goal is very, very conservative thinking. That is a Big Ten type of thinking as well. And in similar situations, we've thought the same thing too. And a couple of people brought this up on Twitter tonight. I mean, literally two or three weeks ago, we're talking about the Detroit game. We're talking about the very last play of that Detroit game that ended it is the Aguilar interception, right? And we talked about that all week, whether that was the right decision or not. And we, I mean, I think some of us out there said, yeah, you you go and do that. You go for it. And then we accused Doug Peterson of being too conservative afterwards. Like, oh, yeah, don't take the shots. You just got to just dink and dunk and go for it. Like, it's, it, there's so much back and forth of exactly what to do to this football team. And we can, listen, I'll be happy to argue on Twitter about any of my ramblings that are going on tonight. Because I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what to do. None of us have an answer because there is no answer on this football team. 
That's what it comes down to. Like this, this is what you are stuck with for the rest of your year. The offense will look like this, like this. You're going to have to f- figure out which running back is going to do the best things. And I tell you what, it's probably not. And see, this is this is what I'm telling. It's not about the field goal play because Wendell Smallwood shouldn't be fucking in that game. Why are you handing it off? Give it to give it to Sproles 96, 69 times because it's really nice. It's a nice round number. You know, he's he's absolutely gashing Dallas there. And then you just you just throw in Smallwood or, or Ryan Matthews or maybe the panic of sending Ryan Matthews in there to change it up even if Sproles needed a break there. Well, shit, you've been in this situation before. Ryan Matthews is going to fumble that football, so you give it to Wendell Smallwood. Oops. That's more costly. That's more costly than than the swing, the con- very conservative third and eight swing pass. At worst, it's no gain. You kick the field goal, right, or, or something that's there. So th- there, there are so many bumps in the road, and then it was just everything after that was just so bad. The, the penalties again were in there, and the acting job that DGB fucking offensive pass interference give. I can't remember. Was that Claiborne? Give him the goddamn Oscar. Are you kidding me? It was not pass interference. Not that it probably would have mattered. You know, that's and, and credit a little bit to DGB tonight because he was the only one that really stepped up and did anything. He was killing those guys on slants. And you know, and Jordan Matthews had a has a pretty good catch, but overall, I mean, you can't rely on on anything. Nelson Aguilar in that first half. You know, I've gone out and I've said, you know what, just give this kid a little more time. Give him some time so he can be a something. You can't really be a complete bust, right? Like, he's he's too good to be really, really bad, and maybe he can be average. I don't see it, you know? Now I'm just like, I think that was the straw that broke my back. It was just, how do you how do you not know? Situational awareness is like where you are on the field. Not that it mattered anyway. There was defensive holding, and I think they ended up scoring a touchdown on that play anyway. But just that and just the, the drops that, you know, these are missed points. Like the, the slant route, that is that is Pop Warner. That is Pop Warner football. That's that's probably a touchdown there. You know, you're giving away the wide receiver core at, to the point of, you know, hey, I get it. There's 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 only so much you can do, just like we've been saying. Doug dis, being dismissive this week about I like our wide receivers. Obviously, pretty much lying through his teeth. And then even tonight... Again, Jimmy Kemsky comes up and asks, you know, what what can you really do? Is there anything you can do as a coach to fix the wide receiver problems, to fix the drops, to fix, you know, whatever? And Doug responds, it's the NFL, and you got to make plays or you can't. And so we know that. <laughs> so that maybe that was the first, like, okay, I'm not going to throw my guys under the bus, but I'm going to fucking tell you, yes, yes. These guys are not good enough. That was Doug's way of basically saying that tonight. Which leads me again back to Torrey Smith, to whatever. You have to make this trade on Tuesday. You have to do it. Now, you're not going to overpay, and if they're if they're dicking you around and they want a third-round pick for Torrey Smith, you can go tell them to fuck themselves. But if it's if it's it's a four, it's a five, it's a six, it's a combo of, of any like low-round things, you, you have to do it at this point. That's where we are. We are at give us Tory Smith. Not like, no, it's not give us Tory Smith. You need Tory Smith here, and there's not even an argument against it. That's that's. I mean, like again, we keep asking, where is Zach Ertz? 
and the only time I think he got called out was on a pick play today. You know, and it's just it's just the reality of it. And now you got to start thinking, wow, you paid Zach Ertz that amount of money. You paid Vinny Curry that amount of money to be here. You know, maybe you maybe you do overvalue the talent that's there. And it's it's really hard to kind of look across and and just be you know, God, we we were so ready to embrace the Wendell Smallwood thing and I think in one game it just oof. Oh my god. Now you kind of start questioning a lot of things about this team and a lot of moves and I don't I don't really want to get into that tonight either, but definitely, I mean, like the the Ertz thing is, is is a huge question now. You paid him a lot of money, and and maybe it really is. I don't know. I don't know. Is it the fact that it is just so bunched up there? The spacing is so weird that of course it's not going to be effective in any way when you have a bunch of wide receiver twos at at best. And they're all just kind of bunched up together because there's no spacing. And if that is true, if that is somewhat true, then that's what I'm saying. That's where I come back to Tory Smith. Where I mean, God, we're pining for Tory Smith. Howie, look where we're at right now. I know it's not your fault. It is not. It is not your fault. But we're at the crux now, and and it is. It's it's kind of hard to determine still now what this Eagles team is because they're not getting blown out you know none of their games that they are losing are they blowing out the Detroit game should have won that this game they should have won this game and they didn't so I I I understand your a lot of people's sentiment of you know this team is this team is not good enough and it's not close to being good enough and and all of that but it's it really that's it's not if once we come calm down a little bit, it's not entirely true. You lost an overtime game to Dallas that you should have won, that you can obviously point out. Here's why you lost. You know it wasn't the refs tonight. It wasn't you know really any outside factor. Sure, were there a bunch of holding penalties that should have been called? Against the Cowboys, yes, that happens literally every time that the Cowboys play. I tweeted a, cu- a couple of things out, too. You know, you saw Jason Witten holding Vinnie Curry. You saw that happening all night. They were reluctant to hold those flags or pull those flags out. But what this came down to was n- absolutely no playmakers besides Darren Sproles and Doug Peterson and not capitalizing on a bunch of things. The Josh Huff return. The Josh Huff return was massive. Nothing out of it. Nothing. Didn't capitalize on any of those things. And I don't know. You know, I think Carson Wentz was was really, really good in, in again, in that quarter and a half where the Eagles kind of dominated. And he struggled from time to time there. Like, I don't think that he was really pinpoint, especially with, a lot of those short, shorter throws. I mean, a lot of you know, a lot, lot at the feet, and that uh, really late on the out to I can't remember. Oh, to Jordan Matthews, where Claiborne almost gets in there and picks it off, like really late, very hesitant at in some during some series, not the entire game. Overall, I thought he played fine. I thought he played really good in some stretches. I still think he played 
better than Dak Prescott. And that's not because of Eagles goggles. It's not because of anything else. Dak Prescott tonight played exactly when he should have, like came to play and made the plays where he needed to. Carson Wentz wasn't able to do that tonight. And I still can't help but think, but if Des Bryant was on opposite teams or they had a different offensive line, you know, it, it would be different. It would be completely different. And that's where it's at. It, it's not a fact of like, well, Carson's bad now. This team's bad. Everything's bad. And I know that's, I know that's the direction we're going to turn in here. But it, it literally is. This offense does not have enough playmakers. So I'm asking Howing again, put one on it. I don't know if Tory Smith is. No, I already know. I already know that Tory Smith is not. Oh, oh, uh, the the missing link, the the missing piece, or whatever. But I, I just can't take it anymore. I really can't. I can't look at more drop touchdowns. Which is, I mean, honestly, how much has that cost the Eagles this year? Ertz against Washington tonight. Aguilar on the small slant. Uh, a couple. Of, there's a DGB touchdown drop in in Detroit as well. You know, it start those things start to add up. Those are touchdowns. You want touchdowns. Touchdowns win football games. You know, and that's and that's where it is. And I don't want us to get into an argument of all these tiny little things. The field goal. Why didn't he do this? And yes, I think you should take twenty four hours and be really pissed off at it. But then when you look and you come up from the sun and you go, okay, it's the same issues that we've been having all week about this. You know, complaining about this football team. It's the same things. There are no offensive playmakers on this football team. Except for Darren Sproles and Carson Wentz. That is it. That's all you can rely on. And offensive line-wise, I got to tell you, Big V played pretty damn well tonight. There's only a couple of times where I saw him on skates. I think there was one where he almost ran <laughs> ran into Darren Sproles on a on a simple handoff where they where it was a big tackle for a loss, but in the running game, very impressive tonight. Same thing in in pass protection. Nothing didn't get his name called for any wrong reasons. And I know Chris Collinsworth was really on his D about it, and it, <laughs> I mean, like rightfully so. That's one of the silver linings that you can kind of take away from that. You know, and I don't want to hear the, oh, the expectations were were different, but we knew that this team was bad, so they're bad. Again, you know, four and three. Four and three, the second division loss is a huge punch to the gut. And I I think it's going to come back to bite them in the end, but they're not not out of this thing by any, any regard. They're not out of it yet. And that's kind of more or less hope than it is anything else to keep this Season interesting, but, you know, the, the Dallas tonight showed you it, it, the, the exact same things that we've all expected from that team. And I, I like the fact, well, and this is the other thing, too, is if you're going to come out here and you're going to attack the best thing that is on Dallas, which is their offense, that opening drive where they didn't defer, they decided to take the ball. And you, and you shut him down. And then there was no the, – the, the problem I had with the entire game is that the opening and the closing, you let Dallas dictate what was going on. The aggressiveness, the all, all that stuff. 
it was never really aggressive from the jump. You waited until you picked the right spot, and then you didn't keep the pedal down. That first quarter was not aggressive. I, I think that we need to be reminded of that, too. It didn't suddenly become like, ooh, they didn't shrivel up. You know, in 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 just the last seven minutes, they shriveled up in the in the first part of this football game until they kind of got things going. You know, I wanted them to come out there and absolutely punch them in the mouth. They, I was so shocked that Dallas said, "Give us the ball first and not take the ball in the second half." I was like, you know what? Then go right here, make a statement, and then go score a touchdown. And they didn't, <laughs> and they didn't, and that's where that's where it just comes it comes back to that where you're just like, man. I don't know if he can. Listen, I, I want to make this point because, and just drive it home because it, it, it's the same thing that I keep seeing in the Twitter feed. They cannot throw the ball downfield. They cannot be overly aggressive. They cannot, you know, just take shots. You don't get uh, a first down and then go for the kill shot. It's not designed like that. It's the same thing that happened last year. It set up Sam Bradford for for not having success. That's just true. Carson Wentz is a much better quarterback than, than Sam Bradford. Why isn't the offense moving better? You have your answer. If it, if it is four point eight and five point one yards, and it you know, and there's not a ton of difference between Bradford's numbers and Wentz's numbers, that tells you everything you need to know about the playmakers in this offense. And I know people don't, like, for, for whatever reason, no, it has to be on Carson Wentz to make these plays and go down. It is, it is almost literally impossible with this crew. That's my really only takeaway from that. This, it, 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 that's it. We're, I mean, like, we will spend endless amounts of hours going through different details of why or, or what the expectation is of this football team and if there is any kind of way to kind of dig this thing out, but it just comes back to that. The The offense is neutered because it doesn't have the players to do anything with. Yeah, sure, Doug Peterson runs a, a West Coast offense. Yes. Yes, there's going to be dink and dunk and long drives. Yes. Yes, that's all a part of it, but it, it, the, it, the wrinkles of everything else are completely gone. Like, you saw it work in Cleveland. That worked. You saw it work in Chicago. Those things worked. Then tape came out, and you realized, okay, well, we just got to take whatever it is. Jordan Matthews out of this game. We don't have to worry about Nelson Aguilar as much. And those things kind of wear on. That's where we're at in this season. So, again, it comes back down to the same things we talked about with the loss after Washington and the win after Minnesota. The defense dictates how far this team goes. That's it, because you can't rely on the offense. And the offense really let down the defense in the last seven minutes of this football game. Defense pretty much did everything right, and that overtime touchdown was just just kind of the icing on the cake. Just unbelievable because you had, I mean, Jesus, you had a near interception, and then the very next play, bang, touchdown. And there was even some things. I was like, wow, did, was Dak's knee down before he even got that out? Was that actually a sack? And no. No, there, was, there wasn't that magic that we're all looking for, and we've been looking for it for a long time of where, okay, the real Cowboys are going to show up. It's the same stuff we said in 2014. Okay, th- this is where they kind of break down here. This is not sustainable. And it really wasn't tonight. It really wasn't. Everything was set up to break that Dallas myth of, 
yeah, you just got to keep the the offense off the field and you're going to win this football game. And they were doing that. They were definitely doing that. And the, def- the Dallas's defense made some, came up and, they, hey, look, they made some great plays uh, when they needed to. But overall, again, not overly impressive. Because, it, and just think about that. You know, uh, as bad as the skill pl- uh, position players have been, they still put up 28 points or whatever it was. I can't remember the final score because I'm so mad. And uh, and that's where that's where it's at. You know, they still put up a decent amount of points with with really bad playmakers, good scheming for a quarter and a half. Now imagine if that was the entire football game. Imagine if if Doug's nuts didn't shrivel up in the last seven minutes. That you know, there's there's a bunch of different things that you can point to and go, yes, they should have scored even more, and they should have. They definitely should have. And I'm just frustrated. And it's almost three o'clock in the morning, and I'm just going to leave it at that tonight, folks, because. We'll have so much more to break down and so much more to get into, but I got to tell you, from literally from the bottom of my heart, I, I love the BGN radio and BGN audience so much. You guys make this so much fun, and I'm not really going to have a, a one-on-one conversation with you all that often, and I know 200 is going to come up again, and we're going to say the same things, but literally, this has been such an intense, fun, frustratingly great and awesome journey just to get to this point. I can't believe that I'm sitting in at, at Sports Radio 94 WIP and, and being able to do all this stuff. Thank you guys so much for coming back each and every week. And all the tweets, positively and negatively, it's been really fun so far. And I can't wait to celebrate that on Thursday. Uh, so I am John Barchard. I want to thank everybody for listening to an abbreviated version of BGN Radio 199. And uh, a big thanks to our sponsor, Clippit, uh, which, you know, again, like games like tonight, man, whoo, some, some pretty good highlights. I didn't even, you know what's so crazy? I, I, got, I got so mad and so pissed off at this entire thing that you almost forget Ryan Matthews scored a touchdown tonight, you know? And that's where some of the interesting things uh, Doug answered of, you know, Ryan Matthews not being out there, which didn't really matter. I mean, that's what that's what we've been asking for for a long time. Lesser Ryan Matthews, if you have a hot hand, write it. Sproles was that. Just the interchange with Smallwood really bit that in the ass. But I want to bring up Clip It, too, because uh, Clipped a lot of stuff tonight, and, and so can you. I mean, it is it is the best app that is out there. Now that Vine is gone, you know, and we reminded you that on Thursday, but Vine is gone. Vine is leaving us forever. Uh, God bless that app, but you know, if you're looking for clips to share, especially with your blog on Facebook, on Twitter, clipit.tv is the place to be in the App Store, in uh, uh, at the uh, Google Play Store as well. It is live television in the palm of your hand, and you can make up to 30-second high-definition clips. The other thing I like about it, too, is, you know, if you're watching on TV and you just want to take a picture of something, I grabbed all the pictures tonight from Clipit. You know, you can crop and edit all that. Even the big gold fat dummy that they were showing in the first or second quarter wearing the DeMarco Murray Eagles jersey in Dallas. I wanted to slap that guy in the face. I was like, I can't believe that they put that guy on national television with that jersey on. But that's what makes that clip great. You see something on TV, you go, oh, immediately, you're going to go there. You're going to download it. 
and uh, and it's right there in the palm of your hand. You don't have to do anything else. Go check them out at Clip It TV and, of course, uh, ClipIt.tv for more information. Like I was saying, uh, this has been episode number 199 of BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com. Thank you.